0: It's Father's Day and we're grateful for all of our men, all of the fathers that are represented here today and uh, we're going to do our best to honor you as as we can. It was on a rural road uh, back in the country that a state trooper ran down an old farmer, pulled him over to the side of the road and got out and went up to his window and he said, Sir, did you know that your wife fell out of the car about a mile and a half back down the road? He said, oh, thank you, Jesus. I thought I had lost my hearing and gone deaf. Amen. Happy Father's Day to all of our fathers. It's called an old soldier's prayer, and it goes like this. Build me a son, O Lord, who will be strong enough to know when he is weak and brave enough to face himself when he is afraid. One who will be proud and unbroken in honest defeat and humble and gentle in victory. Build me a son whose wishes will not take the place of deeds. A son who will know thee and that to know himself ...is the foundation stone of knowledge. Build me a son whose heart will be be clear, whose goal will be high. A son who will master himself before he seeks to master other men. One who will reach into the future and yet never forget the past. And after all these things are his, add, I pray, enough of a sense of humor... ...so that he may always be serious yet never take himself too seriously. Give him humility so that he may always remember the simplicity of true greatness, the open mind of true wisdom, and the meekness of true strength. Then I, his father, will dare to whisper, I have not lived in vain, General Douglas A. MacArthur. I wish all of our fathers today a very special happy Father's Day. This is a day that has been set aside to honor you. Many of you may not be aware of it, but this is the hundredth anniversary of the first celebration of Father's Day in America. It was in the early 1900s. Unfortunately, it didn't become a national holiday until 1972 when President Nixon signed the declaration, making it a permanent public holiday. I think that goes to show that many times men are underrated for what they do and what they represent. The first Father's Day was celebrated on June the 19th, 1910 in Spokane, Washington. Sonorous Mark Dodd was sitting listening to a Mother's Day sermon when she decided she wanted to celebrate her father who was a Civil War veteran. One of the compelling reasons for her to honor him was that his precious wife died in childbirth and he became a single parent and raised five children alone. At the first Father's Day celebration, young women handed out red roses to the fathers during the church service large baskets full of roses. And many of you, I can remember as a child when Father's Day came around wearing a red rose or a white rose in honor of fathers. Red for the living, white in memory of the deceased. And after the service, Mrs. Dodd took her infant son in a horse-drawn carriage through the city giving roses and gifts to homebound fathers. I said all that to say this. After much consideration... I wasn't sure that you men would go for roses today. And so we elected to give you something more substantial. After service, you go into the foyer and into our new coffee shop that will be operational soon. You're going to find a coupon for a half a gallon of bluebell ice cream of your choice and a drink to go with it. It's redeemable at any place that sells bluebell ice cream. Now, this is what you can do. While you're sitting there enjoying your butter crunch, or your butter toffee, or your millennium crunch, or your chocolate, or whatever you like, you can be thinking, I could have had roses. It is indeed my honor today to speak to all of you, to say something about the men of Greater Life Church. I cannot think of you without getting emotional because I have the deepest love and respect for all of our men. When I look around, I see hard workers. I see men who are leaders in their fields and they're expert in their jobs. Providers who often fail to get the acknowledgement and credit they deserve. Men of faith, advocates of righteousness, champions of courage, defenders and guardians of their homes, examples of endurance, faithful gentlemen. No greater compliment could be laid on you than that one term, gentlemen, gentlemen. It is truly a privilege for me to serve alongside each of you, and I honor all of our fathers and all of our men and young men today. When I considered what I might say on this first occasion in our service, and more importantly on this Father's Day, I was directed to a passage of scripture in Isaiah 32 and verse number 2. In a world that is filled with so much trouble and chaos and so much confusion and a world that is unraveling at its core and losing its way, our text identifies what is needed now. Isaiah 32 and 2 reads like this, and a man and a man shall be as in hiding place from the wind and a covert from the tempest, as rivers of water in a dry place, as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land. Without directly pointing it out, the writer of this text in essence is describing the dilemma of the day. It was a day of peril for the people. They faced a threat that was almost unbearable. Winds were blowing. Winds of change were swiftly changing the landscape. There was the great challenge confronting them of tempest and storm. There was the moral dilemma of dryness and a lack of moisture that was needed. And there was the threat of collapse from the weariness of the journey weariness of miles and miles of travel with no encouragement. Little can be appreciated about the words that is spoken in this passage unless you have had the opportunity to see the fury of the desert in all of its rage. One cannot really understand the value of the writer's statement unless you have been there and witnessed what happens You cannot easily imagine the fury of the winds. We experience hurricanes, and we have seen the devastating effects of the high winds that blow through our city and community. But imagine the fury of the whirlwinds in a land of sand. In the eastern part of the world, the desert experience is ruthless in its fury when the winds begin to whip up. And the storm rages, and that happens quite often. Winds that blow so furiously that mountains of sand are lifted up and thrown back to the earth, completely redesigning the landscape from one day to the next. Sometimes they bury an entire caravan, and they have even been known to have buried armies in their wake picture a traveler if you would traversing the arid landscape only to look up and see on the coming horizon the front uh, in front of him a cloud and as he looks at it it grows darker and more imminent to be upon him for it is the angel of destruction that rides on the blast of that wind and it claims all of the desert as its own The poor man stands there stunned at what is before him. He is appalled. He sees the day of reckoning coming. He understands this is a day of doom. And if he doesn't find a shelter, he will surely be covered. And as he looks around, he finds a great rock and he runs to it and he finds himself a place to hide. And when the storm has spent its fury upon the rock, it has not spent its fury upon the weary pilgrim because of the protection that that rock has provided. In that eastern culture, the desert where it touches the river or the valley or an oasis the Bible, the the historians say that 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 area is in continual state of drift, and though there will be moisture that will help uh, stimulate the growth of plants uh, near that water. Source. It is soon snuffed out by these raging winds that come blowing down, and the winds often whip up in a fury. and And in a moment's time, they can completely cover up the ground and cause much of the barrenness of that world because of the power of uh, of, of their wind and the shifting of the landscape will stunt and even snuff out any hope of plant survival, but... If you set one rock into that environment, in the midst of that sand, if one rock is placed in that fury, see the difference that its presence will make. For soon on the sheltered side of the rock, you will notice a green sprig coming through the ground. And because of the shelter of that rock, it will soon flourish and flower. And an oasis will form. How has the rock produced such an effect? How has it simply changed the atmosphere? I'll tell you how it has. Because it has stopped the drift. It has stopped the movement. This is how men benefit their world today. By being the rock that you need to be. The rock like a rock. Letting your influence be felt in our culture and in our cities and in our home. And what we need so desperately today in the hour in which we live. Are men who will stand and in simply stand. Standing make a difference you don't have to be a great man you don't have to be a wise man you just have to be somebody that has the courage to say you know what I am going to be what God called me to be I'm going to stand in my place I'm going to make a difference where I am and see what happens when you do that men who can serve as a shelter and blunt the forces of the contrary winds that are blowing. I have never been more disturbed about our world than I am right now. And I'm going to tell you what can arrest that is for men like you and that are sitting in this auditorium right now just to stand up and be what God designed you to be, a rock, a rock to make a difference, a rock to stop the drift, the wind that calls the shifting of sand and the shifting of life and the shifting of boundaries. All it takes is a man to stand. I believe that's why the enemy has done his best over the last few years to play down the role of man and manhood and make him look like a dunce. And I heard it yesterday or early this morning on the way to the church. The radio was on for some reason and they were talking about let's let's share some of the worst Father's Day jokes that we've ever heard. And I thought, you know what, you wouldn't say that about a Mother's Day. So why do we have to talk about the worst Father's Day joke? Because that's the subliminal message that our culture is trying to put out in this world. That you really don't matter. That you're just a, an afterthought. But the fact is, you have a greater influence to change our culture than anybody else. And all you've got to do is just be like a rock. And stand and let it make the difference in the world in which you live. Come on, clap your hands. Men who will be like streams of water in a dry land, refreshing, reviving, renewing, nourishing. I believe that all of you men have the capacity to do that. Men who will be like a shadow in a weary time. What is needed in our day of disappointment and trial and affliction and fear are men who are rocks and like a rock resist the drift. Don't give in to it. Don't think that you can't make a difference. You don't have to change the whole world. Just stand where you are and change your world. Because if you will change your world it will in effect change the world. And we need to get our eyes off of the big picture and get it back on the smaller picture that the difference I can make is right here and I want to make sure that I'm making my difference here not just there and if I make my stand I provide shelter and I offer a shadow I give them a groundedness a figure of what is enduring and abiding and faithful Men who are a relief to their world, not a burden to their world. We don't need absentee fathers. We don't need men who check out and say, well, that's your mother's responsibility. We need men who have the strength to stand up and be a rock in their family and be a rock in their community and say, you know what? We're not going to let that kind of drift go on around here. We're not getting away from the principles of righteousness that have made us who we are. We are going to resist those things and we're going to provide a shelter for our family and we're going to offer a shadow that people can find relief in and we are not going to be a burden or add a burden to our family we're going to be men of courage and men of strength and men of faith allow me to talk to you for just a few moments in closing about the opportunity that we have as men in this culture. When I look around and see the dangers of this hour and I see the havoc that winds and the storms are causing... I realize how valuable every one of you men are today. The atmosphere can be changed by you simply standing and saying no. By simply standing and saying it stops here. We're not going to be swept away by this. We're not going to give in to this. We're not going to be duped by this. We are going to stand and simply standing make a difference the value of one man who makes a difference. He is a man of strength. He is no doubt a man of courage and certainly a man of faith. Can I say this to you men in closing today? Please hear me today. Never underestimate the importance of your shadow. And every one of you are casting a shadow. Everyone. I grew up in a smaller church in Wichita Falls. And as a young boy, five, six years of age, I found a hero in my church. He didn't know he was my hero because I never told him that. But I would watch this man. His name was Don Walden, always well-dressed, distinguished. I would watch him in service and when he clapped his hands a certain way, I would clap my hands just like him. I would watch out of the corner of my eyes when he raised his hand a certain way. I would watch and I would try to get my hands up so that mine looked like his. He didn't know I was watching. He didn't know that anybody even in the building was paying attention. But there was a five-year-old boy that was standing in his shadow that was influenced by his shadow. And one day, Don was gone. I was too young to know anything about what might have happened. I just know that my shadow had left. And I will never forget, as just a child, standing there in service, looking around, wondering, who's going to help me today? Some of you don't think you count for much, but I'm telling you that somebody's watching you right now, and they're actually standing in your shadow because they think more of you than you think of yourself. And I'm here to tell you men, you need to stand up and make your life count for something. Don't downplay the role that God gave you to fill in this world. Make sure you stand like a rock. And be the shadow, the security, and the relief it offers. Sherry, my niece, where are you at, Sherry? She used to spend a lot of time at our house. And uh, when we were kids, she was just a little thing. And Wichita Falls, man, you talk about this was nothing compared to what we had there. We had tornadoes and lightning that would literally light the sky up. It was like noonday. And thunder that would roll. And I remember one night, it was all peaceful and quiet. We were all in the house. Dad was sitting in a recliner, I don't know, reading the paper I don't even remember all the details of that. I just know that Sherry was on the floor playing dolls or something. And all of a sudden, boom, there was this crash. I mean, it literally shook the house, rattled the windows. And I have never seen a child move so fast. She came up off of the floor in one movement, and the next second she was buried in my dad's arms face into his and as soon as she got there everything was okay thunder all you want to thunder roll all you want to roll rain all you want to rain I'm safe men that's the influence that you have that's the difference that you can make don't ever underestimate who you are And don't anybody, don't let anybody down play your role in this world because somebody's watching you and somebody's standing in your shadow and they're observing and they're enjoying the benefits of your blessings. The hope of any society is for men of that caliber. Their ministry is so desperately needed. Here's the influence of a man of great character. And I go over it again. He is a hiding place, a refuge for a lifetime. He is a covering. He is a protector. He is a guard, a shelter. He is a channel of abundant refreshment and continual blessing. I like it. He said like streams. In the original Hebrew, the word is river. And a river makes its influence felt. It does not wait to find a way. It makes a way. It's going to the ocean, to its destiny. And we need men who have that kind of understanding. Rivers always giving of themselves, and a rock. Its setting is in a weary land. Its shadow of influence has saved many from desperation, yet its greatest quality is that in a desert, in a bad environment, in a bad culture, it resists drift. Amen. I do not believe that it is Our Lady's responsibility to help keep us in line with where we need to be. I believe it's the men and the young men of this church who understand your role and what's going to keep our church from ever drifting too far to the right or too far to the left or getting out of our calling or moving away from God's purpose are people who understand their calling. I cannot help. But reflect upon that influence that such godly men can make in life. The difference you can make and you are making. The great one of our day is for men. Men who like a rock. Amen. Like a rock. I started to play that song this morning, but I figured I might offend somebody. If you don't know what it is, it's I think a Bob... Yeah, God, What's his name? Yeah, like a rock. You ought to read the lyrics. It It testifies of what men should be. Standing, stopping the drift. Even after years, I look out across this congregation. I see so many faithful warriors. Men who have stood the test of time and they're still here. And I draw strength from them. Every time I look out and I see this body of men, and I see where we've come from, I realize how blessed I am. I am a better man today because I stand in the shadow of great men. And I stand here today blessed because of you. I have benefited from your life. And so to all all of our men, I say thank you. Always concerned about others, always lifting your hand to help, always investing in our future. We would not be here today if you had not done that. I applaud you, and this church gives you honor today. And we celebrate you, your character, the difference that you make in all of our lives. Let's stand together. Praise God. I count it my honor to serve beside each of you. And I never view myself as being higher I may have a different position than you, but I feel like we are complements one of another. And the reason that we are whatever we are today is because you have stood, you've stood with me, you've stood beside me, you've counseled me, you've strengthened me, you've encouraged me. I couldn't help but think of Brother Cox this morning. Brother Cox came in one Sunday morning and he was so excited. He said, Oh, Brother Hughes, Brother Hughes, I got to tell you what I I had a dream last night. It was a vision. He started describing the old building. It used to come out to about right here, I think. He said, I looked out. He said, "The, The auditorium was packed with people, it was completely full. And you could see the doors had been opened into the old foyer. And he said people were, they were just packed in the foyer. And he said somehow I made my way out to the. And he said there were paths that were leading from every direction around this church. And he said I saw people coming from every, literally from every direction. People coming this way. And I thought where are we going to put them all? What Brother Cox didn't know. What he had no idea of is that I was going through one of the worst pastoral challenges I'd ever faced in my ministry here at Greater Life. There was turmoil. We lost several young couples because of some things that came up. And I was I was devastated. I was about as low as you could get. I didn't share this with my wife. I didn't share it with my brother. I didn't talk to anybody. But that man came in. And he cast his shadow over my life. And I found a place to revive and be strengthened. And the courage to get up and keep going. I can't tell you how many times that has happened over the years. People who would send a message, a text, a call. Really, Hughes, I was praying this morning and God gave me this. And it'd be exactly what I needed for that moment. I thank you, men. I thank you for believing in this cause and being so diligent in your labor. And to all of our young men, you don't need to look outside this church for heroes today. There's countless heroes among us. They may not look like much to the visible eye at times. They may look ordinary and common, but I tell you, they are uncommon men. And if you get close enough to them, you find out how powerful they are. What a difference they make. I think it would be great for the church to give all of our men a great big round of praise. Would you do that right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And to brother Brother Landon and Sister Sarah, I am so thankful that God has brought them alongside. Us. what a great future we have I want to thank Sarah for being so diligent I just told her what I wanted and she had the courage to call Bluebell directly and they told her no they don't do that and she just kept on well this is a church and my pastor wanted to do this to honor his men today and guess what they did it. Amen. <laughs> they did it. Praise God. Amen. I love them. And their contribution. We'll be saying more about them in the very near future. Thank you for being here today. All of our men, when you go out the doors to the right, the glass doors, that will be our eventual coffee shop, but we've got it set up in there. We want you to go by and get your Soft drink and on it is a coupon for a half a gallon. And you can eat it all by yourself. I give you permission today to go home and eat it all by yourself. Amen. And nobody's going to be offended over that because this is your day. Amen. We love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. We love all of you. We'll let you know about Wednesday night. Much of it will.